Episode 7 is sponsored by the Tax Avoidance Company. For over 13 years, they've helped politicians avoid paying tax into a planet they falsely claim to love. If you want to avoid paying tax, just call today. They will provide you with guidance on how to claim your patriotic while simultaneously ensuring you keep all your money. They understand only you matter and the majority should pay for your lifestyle. Monsoon Jackson, Series 3, Episode 7, Soar. The craft landed in the least popular spaceport, both to avoid detection of their arrival and to ensure the stolen craft wasn't discovered. There was always a direct correlation between the least popular destinations and the most crime getting away with it. The history lesson on the breakup of the United Kingdom in the late 21st century was a perfect example most school kids could recall, like Oxbow Lakes. Suddenly, well, not suddenly, just people hadn't been paying enough attention, England became one of the most notorious criminal countries in the world. The media-run government of the time corrected this to most prosperous, and it was, of course, too late before the majority realised what the reality was. In the meantime, Wales and Scotland had constructed a wall around England to keep the criminals and the nasty people out. This annoyed a lot of white people, who felt they were being misrepresented. Despite the low-key arrival, they were careful to look as unassuming as possible. They walked carefully out and into the poorly stocked gift shop. The choice was restricted to the kind of tat the other shops refused to stock. Exactly the kind of tat that could, if you'd completely forgotten, become last-minute gifts. Monsoon started to look round. Without breaking her stride, Carla spoke. No. Monsoon let go of a particularly weird plastic object and followed on. The shop assistant barely glanced up from their screen. After all, it was the final instalment of Secret Histories of Hollywood from the classic Earth Stories collection. This was far more important than the three ill-matched, suspicious-looking people currently exiting the port without so much as an ID scan. The team walked with purpose through the jumble of people rushing to a job they hated and those killing time wishing they could be rushing to a job they hated. Shift change was always a good time to arrive. It was one of the first lessons Monsoon had been given when hunting criminals. Hide in a crowd. In plain sight, you can blend in and be lost. Sicario stopped without warning, the person behind having to quickly sidestep him and mumble something unpleasant. He looked round, surveying the schools of similar uniformed people weaving their way to their money-incentivized prisons of their own choosing. He knew Monsoon vehemently disagreed with this, quite frankly rude interpretation of work, but that was mainly because he used to be one of them. The others stopped, aware he'd fallen behind. They looked over at him. Being stationary was making them a target, something he should know all too well. Carla glared at him, 
Then they both walk back towards him. There's something, someone, I can feel it. I just can't see it. Sicario moved around, studying the ever-changing sea of faces. Is it bad? We're being watched. Not sure how that could be good. Monsoon and Carla looked around as well, like a small mob of meerkats, whatever they once were, in the thronging sea. It was a terrible metaphor, but due to a general lack of caring about the past, no one would question it. We need to go. Now. Without questioning, the three of them moved, aiming naturally for a destination with multiple escape routes. They hurried to keep up with Sicario. Who is it? No idea. You sure they're looking for us? Don't care. He had a point. No point assuming otherwise and then feeling foolish while trying to keep your small intestines inside your wounded body. The three arrived at a point which dissected into five different streets. We split up. Rendezvous at base three in two hours. Use the second entrance. I'll be weapons hot on the other. Carla nodded and moved off at pace. Sicario went to move, then noticed Monsoon was waiting. Please tell me you haven't forgotten the code names. We went over them so many times. Define forgotten. Christ, fine. Your least favourite home, remember? I don't want to. Sicario pulled at his arm to urge him along. Now is really not the time to... You go. Come on. Sicario increased his pulling, despite knowing it would have little impact on someone who was half cyborg and, well, let's be honest, quite a bit heavier than himself. Those mechanical legs were doing their fair share of the heavy lifting. Sicario looked round again. His tone rose in pleading. What? What do you want me to say? It was a distasteful choice of a rendezvous point. That just because you could afford to buy it doesn't mean you had to. That you could have chosen literally anywhere else. Fine, we will use it just this once, okay? Then I'll dispose of it. Monsoon smiled at him. You won't, and we both know you won't, but I appreciate the lie. With that, they moved down different streets, slowly blending into the movement and mass of people until it would be impossible to follow them. They hoped. Monsoon stood outside at what had been renamed Base 3 by the less-than-emotionally-sensitive Sicario, and that was saying something coming from Monsoon. The home he'd shared with Elijah, where he'd arrived home to a crime scene before the hoe, well, he didn't have to repeat that story. If anyone didn't know it, they'd just have to find it out for themselves. He felt himself tense up. Of course, it was stupid. It was just a building a now clean and mainly empty building, but it held that memory. He shook himself mentally and stepped forward. His arm console buzzed. A message from Sicario. It read... Second entrance. I mean, it was literally one of the three things you had to remember. Monsoon looked up and around. Of course, he wouldn't see him, but nonetheless, he would keep on trying. The maintenance tunnels ran the length and breadth of the planet... Useful both for maintenance, but also covert and indeed criminal activity. 
The Solar Force did try to keep tabs on them, but due to an ongoing reduction in their numbers, and things such as assaulting peaceful protesters taking up most of their time these days, they were mainly left unobserved. It was not the Solar Force that Monsoon had joined, nor did he wish to admit an affiliation with these days, serving officers guilty of racially, specially, and sexually motivated crimes on a horrifying scale. It wasn't just that the recruitment was down, but that some of those recruited were the very people the Solar Force was supposed to be arresting. Monsoon stopped at an entrance port and closed his eyes for a moment. Just get on with it, you pathetic man. The hidden hatch opened in the second bedroom as Monsoon ascended from below. Sicario stood watching. All right? Monsoon came through and stomped the hatch entrance closed with more force than was strictly necessary. Let's just get on with this, then I can leave. Monsoon brushed past him on the way to the front room. Sicario watched him for a moment before commenting. Given what you did to him and given why we're here, you seriously need to adjust your perspective. Then he followed Monsoon into what had once, long ago, been a crime scene. The crime scene that had very much changed Monsoon's life forever. Sicario checked himself. Although, you may have a point. Carla was in the front room, plowing her way through the remaining food. She looked up. Did you want some? Before either of them could answer, she increased her efforts. She may have been diminutive, but it was a battery that required a lot of charging to work efficiently. Monsoon managed to snatch a drink away from her and slumped down heavily on the overly sterile choice of furniture that gave this room the only features in it. Sicario looked over at Carla. Could you maybe pause for a moment? Carla swallowed and smiled sarcastically back at him. Right, so I think we need to change the plan. Who were they? Sicario rocked back on his heels. I'm not sure. Monsoon finally engaged in the process and leant forward. Yes, but remember who you're talking to. As I said, I'm not... Is it a cleaner? Sicario smiled at her, the sort of smile a stranger would take as an immediate threat of violence, but what Carla would take as an admission. Don't tell me the mighty Sicario messed up. Well, who could have imagined? Sicario's smile moved, like the eye of Sauron, to Monsoon. Monsoon smiled impassively back at him. Sicario had to admit, love him or hate him, or both, Monsoon just did not care enough about peril to make it an effective tool against him anymore. He had moved past it to must try harder. Fine. Yes, I believe it was. So what next? We kill him? Bit sexist. Sicario said nothing. We kill her? Sicario nodded. Same difference. Right, let's go. Monsoon gestured to Carla to stay seated for now. It's not that simple. It's always that simple, in the end. We just make it complicated so that the same ending feels like it has a justification. Sicario sighed and also sat down. Oh. Sicario nodded. What? She won't kill Sicario first. Oh. The room fell silent for a moment. Is she the first of many? I suspect not. Cleaners cost a fortune these days. Oh, good. So, back to we kill her then. Except, if the contract is unfulfilled, it can pass to the next one, and so on, until you get tired or sloppy. But why come after you? Well, us. 
after all this time? Who knows? It's a lottery, and every so often the bounty ends up on your head. It's why we make a lot of money young and spend it fast. Burn bright, burn out. You've always been so careful. How did they track you? As a rule, eventually, someone you relied upon, someone who gave you the work, someone you trusted, decides selling you out is worth more to them. Or someone gives the information under torture. Priva. They were collectively ashamed they'd forgotten, just for that second, about her. When their lives were in jeopardy, how her life had been forgotten, if only for that moment. She didn't know. I think she's intelligent enough to guess that someone who purports to be a salesman of various vague product lines wouldn't need stitching up on a fairly regular basis. It wasn't that regular. I mean, it was pretty regular. Sicario smiled at Carla. And if she's given up that information, I imagine the techniques they're using are pretty severe. Sicario stood up and left the room. Oh, well done. What? I mean, not subtle, was it? I just meant she's held out for this long, but now they're... Oh, I see. Carla stood up and followed Sicario out of the room. Monsoon decided he wasn't talking. Not so much out of feeling bad for what he'd said, but more... He didn't like people pointing it out and making him have emotions. It wasn't fair. Nonetheless, Carla re-entered the room and put a hand on his shoulder. He'll be all right, just give him a moment. Monsoon kept to his plan of saying nothing. Carla sat down and, taking advantage of the awkward silence, continued to clear the remaining food. Monsoon eyed her activities. She looked at him. You're a man. You want to ask despite already knowing you shouldn't. Learn from what just happened and don't just have to say. You don't just have to say. You can absolutely not say it. Monsoon smiled at her and relaxed into what, he would never admit, was quite a comfortable chair. Sicario entered the room. He was the shape of controlled anger. Okay, I have a plan. Can I explain it or does anyone want to interrupt with their own thoughts and opinions? He looked at Monsoon, who raised his hands in submission. He then looked at Carla, who somehow was still eating. Sicario began to open his mouth. You don't get to just have to say either. Carry on. Sicario closed his mouth again for a moment. Right, the plan. She'll want to kill you two first. This will be an attempt to emotionally destabilise me, to give her the edge. Carla looked up at him and to make me suffer the tragic loss of those around me. Carla intensified her look. Sicario knew he had to find other words. He thought for longer than felt acceptable. And meaning I will lose two people close to me who mean so much to me, my family, as it were, those who I love the most. I dial it back a bit. Monsoon also then fought for longer than felt acceptable. Also, sorry... Carla mouthed, wow, to herself, but it felt like the awkward atmosphere had finally passed. However, if we kill her, they'll simply release the funds and hire the next one. You're not making this sound like we have any positive options. There is one option. We kidnap her? Like all blurted out interruptions, it was a bad one. The room fell silent again. Carla immediately mouthed a silent apology. In any normal situation, that would have been enough. 
Not one to let things slide, Monsoon decided he should help. Wow, Carla, I mean, how incredibly insensitive. Haven't we just learnt from my mistake? Carla glared at him in a way that most sensible men would recognise as now was the time to go quiet. Despite him not being one of those men, Monsoon did in fact stop talking, not out of any sense of reining in his ego, but because a synapse had just fired off. He looked over at Sicario. I've just got to where you're going. Without breaking his concentration, Sicario carried on. There is one option. He looked at them, mainly to make sure they were paying their full attention. We have to die. With thanks to everyone who brought this to life. Heather Dent Cowan for supporting me, always. The series was voiced by Paul Litchfield as the narrator, Jeremy Lim as Monsoon Jackson, Tiernan Duyeb as Sicario, Rosie Holt as Eva, Alison Ward as Carla, Amanda Redman as Priva and the adverts, Toby Haydock as the credits, and Tom Austin Morgan for editing this together. Written by Andy Case, soundtrack by Andy Case, for Leitmotiv Productions Limited, copyright 2023.